It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. We're talking about Chipotle Mexican Grill uh, soaring to a record high. Right now it's up about 9%, so pretty much at its best levels of this session. Uh, fourth quarter sales from profit beat expectations as well as transactions and check sizes rose, uh, really defying some of the fears of waning consumer sentiment. Same store sales growth, folks, you know it. This is so key. A gauge that tracks restaurants that are open for more than a year. That was 8.4%, surpassing the analyst expectations of 7.1%. Revenue, $2.52 billion. Tim, that also topped the $2.49 billion average estimate. Well, with more on the business, we welcome back Brian Nickel, chairman and CEO of Chipotle. He joins us on Zoom from Newport Beach, California. Brian, good to see you again. Good to have you with us. Investors are happy with this year, or they're happy with the quarter. Analyst community is too. My question for you is, who do you think you're taking share from right now? You know, uh, look, I, I think what we believe is happening is our operation is executing better than we ever have. Um, and frankly, we've just uh, been on a journey uh, to get back to executing this business to Chipotle standards. So, you know, we feel great about our staffing. We feel great about our culinary. We feel great about our speed. And I think that's why we're being rewarded with uh customers coming in uh, and you saw the comp that we delivered that was driven by transaction growth, right? That that 8% plus comp was driven by 7.4% transaction growth. And you know, I think that's a testament to what our teams are doing in our restaurants uh, on all those areas that I just mentioned. Brian, great to be talking with you again. Dig a little bit deeper for us. First of all, that same store sales growth really blowing away analyst expectations. Is that sustainable, you think, in the current quarter and maybe throughout the year to see that kind of growth? You know, what, what we've guided is uh, mid-single digits for the year in uh, 2024. And, you know, the way we take this approach is we want to make sure we've got a strong value proposition, uh, which based on all our data, we continue to get feedback that the value proposition is really strong. Uh, and then we want to make sure that when customers come in, um, they get the experience that they want. And so what we've seen over uh, the fourth quarter and as we walked into the first quarter is people are telling us they like what they see. You know, our teams are in position, our food is ready to go, the culinary is dialed in, it tastes delicious, and we're working really hard on the speed aspect mm -hmm. uh, so that people don't have to stand in line too long so they can get down the line, get to the business of enjoying their burrito or bowl. Uh, I think we stay focused on that. We'll continue to deliver really good results. You know, I'm curious, you know, others in the space, something like a McDonald's, they've talked about low-income consumers pulling back on their spending. You guys, your consumer base, what do you expect in terms of U.S. consumer behavior this year? What can you tell us about how the consumer is doing and how they are spending? Because you do talk about transactions up, uh, check sizes rising, but what more can you give us in terms of how the consumer is? Yeah, you know, so we, we look at this very closely as well. And uh, first we start with what are people's perceptions of our brand? And the perceptions are really strong right now. You know, people are getting the idea that we're all about fresh food, we're all about food with integrity. 
they're getting the idea that, hey, this is a great value. When I think about what I pay for what I get, the customization, the speed, okay? And so when we look at this among different income cohorts, so less than 40,000, between 40,000, 100,000, over 100,000, uh, we're seeing we're making progress in every income cohort. So mm -hmm. we've seen sales gains with every income uh, group. One thing that I think is happening is, uh, especially the lower income consumer, you know, they are saying, hey, we're gonna be really choosy with the money that we choose to spend. Uh, you gotta give us what we want on our terms. And one of the things that's really great is Chipotle is able to do that, right? We can get you the exact food experience that you want, hopefully at a speed that delights you. Uh, and then when you walk away, you feel like, you know, that was money well spent and uh, I'm gonna come do it again. But let me go back to comp sales in terms of your outlook that you guys put. Brian, why do you think you see growth though continuing, but at a slower, slightly slower space? I mean, pace, excuse you me. Know, I, I yeah, yeah. I, I, look, the way we think about this is uh, we want to continue to focus on executing the basics. Obviously, January, we had to deal with some bad weather across mm -hmm. the country. Uh, the good news is the days where we haven't seen uh, bad weather, the businesses strengthened right back up. And so uh, we're optimistic about where we can get to. Um, you know, we switched back to what our pre-pandemic practice was, was just guiding for the full year. Mm. Uh, you know, hopefully what happens is we're able to beat those expectations. That's always our goal. Uh, and we'll see how it all unfolds over the course of the year. But we're set up very well to open a lot of restaurants, deliver, uh, I think, really strong in-store experiences and digital experiences, which hopefully will build on the momentum that we've uh, achieved thus far. Hey, Brian, let's talk more when it comes to labor. 15% of your restaurants are in California. You're joining us from Newport Beach right now. We saw California yeah. minimum wage raised this year to $16 per hour. It's going to continue to rise this year and over the next few years. Uh, how else, apart from raising prices, is Chipotle going to cope with California's new minimum wage law? Yeah, look, I mean, we're always working hard on what can we do to be more efficient uh, so that we don't have to pull the pricing lever. Uh, you know, you've heard us talk about things like avocado, where we're automating how we cut, core, and scoop avocados. We're working on some things, automating our digital make line. Uh, we're also exploring things on how we could potentially cut our you know onions peppers um in the restaurants in a more efficient fashion so we're going to invest in those things the the unfortunate fact is the the, the wage increase is moving much faster than these efficiencies that we're going to be able to find so uh price will be part of the puzzle in order to you know handle the inflation that's looming uh but we're going to do everything we can to avoid having to pull that pricing lever uh and you know you'll continue to see us innovate on what we're calling cobotics so that hopefully we can make the job uh, more efficient, more effective, team members like it, and it gives the great culinary output that our customers have come to expect. Totally get it. Other costs, other input costs, um, corn, avocados, uh, the cost of ingredients. What are we seeing on that front? Are, are you seeing prices actually going down or increases not as, as significant no. as they were before? What can you tell us there? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're not seeing any deflation, but we've definitely seen a slowdown in the inflation. You know, it's more in the low to mid single digits. Uh, there's a couple pockets where we're still watching things like on beef. Uh, we're always careful with where the avocado market might be moving. Uh, but for the most part, that's, I would say, started to normalize with the exception of a few pockets uh, of inflation that we're still dealing with. Brian, do you see yourself raising prices this year? You know, we always uh, try to wait 
till we get to about the end of the year to assess what we think we need to do. Um, you know, obviously this California minimum wage movement, we'll have to assess how that it really impacts the business and we'll take action accordingly. But for the bulk of the business, we usually wait till around the end of the year, see where all the inflation lands, see where our growth lands, see where our productivity lands. And then uh, if we need to, we take pricing usually in that one to two to 3% range. Hey, one thing I'm thinking about uh, also, and we saw it play out um, with some others about the impact of the Middle East, East conflict. You guys last year talked about entering uh, Kuwait and the UAE this year. Has the conflict in the Middle East, Brian, impacted that timeline at all? You know, not yet. Our, our partner over there is the Al Shaya Group, and they're, they're a terrific operator. Um, they have a lot of brands uh, and a lot of experience of operating over there. Uh, so as of right now, we're still on schedule to open this year. Uh, obviously, uh, they will be the first ones to tell us that if we need to change that timeline. Uh, the good news is we think they're a great partner. We think they're a great operator. And I think the folks uh, are going to love Chipotle uh, when we're able to finally open our restaurant in that part of the world. Hey, just got about a minute or so left. Speaking of timelines, I've got two quick questions for you. You um, sure. have been at the company for almost, I think you're coming up on your six-year anniversary. Um, how are you thinking about that timeline? I mean, investors are happy. Stock is up almost 1,000% in that time. So how are you thinking about kind of the next leg of that timeline for you? Because I've got to imagine there are people knocking at your door saying, can you come do what you did for Chipotle for us? And I'm also curious if there's any timeline for stock split because it's an expensive stock. <laughs> got about a minute. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Look, well, what I hope is the next six years are like what these last six years were from a total performance standpoint, I could do without some of the macro shocks. Hmm. Uh, but. You know, it's been a tremendous honor uh, leading this brand. We've got wonderful people. We've got a terrific purpose and product that we provide. And uh, I couldn't be happier to be leading this company. And I'm really excited about all the growth that's in front of us. You know, we're going to go from 3,500 restaurants to 7,000 restaurants. We're going after 4 million average unit volumes. So there's just tremendous growth in front of us, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. Uh, you know. Everybody asks us about the stock split. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what City raised it. It's now like a street high over 3,000. Like how high would it have to get for you to do oh, a split yeah. very briefly? Is there a level? Real quickly. <laughs> I, you know what? We never have a defined level, uh, but it's something we talk about. And if it makes sense to do, we'll do. All right. Listen, you are always so generous with your time. We really appreciate it. Um, be well. Uh, and thank you so much. Brian Nickel, of course. He's the chairman and chief executive officer of Chipotle Mexican Grill. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.